Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am here this week with my new friend, Natalie Mack. And over the next couple of days, we're gonna be talking about military families and homeschooling. This is gonna be a fun conversation. Um, You know, this is one that maybe not everybody is a military family, of course, but most of us know families who are military and trying to homeschool. And so even if you're not in the military, I encourage you to listen and just glean some wisdom from this 34-year military veteran, right? Did I get that right, Natalie? You got it right. You did. You did, Yvette. That's a long time serving our country. We are so grateful for that. But before we get into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Natalie, welcome to the podcast. I'm I'm glad we finally made it because I have had to reschedule on you twice already, but third time is a charm. Third time uh, is a charm. And it's okay. Life happens. So I definitely understand. And I think maybe one or two of those times probably worked out even better for me as well. So oh, good. it's good. good, good yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. I, I'm, I'm grateful. The second time I actually called you on the phone, I was like, I can't even email her. I have to call her on the phone and just say, I'm so sorry. It is okay. Um, so thank you for being flexible. And I'm so thankful that you are here. You know, as I mentioned, you and your husband served for 34 years. Yeah. I want to talk Amen. today about what it's like to be a military family and homeschool. And this is a really, um, it's, it's a topic that, like I said, not everybody's military, of course, but I think that in many parts of the country, at least, we have military families that we're exposed to, or maybe they're part of our co-ops, they're part of our support groups. You know, we're, interestingly, where we are now, we're in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and there's not too much military around here, but we came from, Southern California. We lived right near Edwards Air Force Base. And so we had lots of military families there. And I, every homeschool co-op and group that we were part of there always had military families and they would come and go. And that was, you know, part of my life. And then we moved to Georgia where there was also a lot of military in the Savannah, Georgia area. And so now we're kind of landlocked here. <laughs> we don't yes. see a lot of that, but, <laughs> um, but that's okay. So how... Talk about what it's like for homeschooling families being in the military. How um, how do we support those families? How is it different to be in the military than it is to be a family that that is not military and maybe they don't travel a lot and they you know are, are just kind of settled at home? You know what what is the difference between those two? That's a good question. And that's kind of what I often am talking about on other podcasts or the work I do with HSLDA, with military families. And so, and, and in my personal life, obviously, we've been, my husband retired in December as a Navy chaplain. And so after 34 years, and we we have moved all over the world. And so what is the difference? And well, we know homeschooling's a sacrifice and we know that some days are really long and uh, or Many days can be really long, right? Depending upon just the situation that you're in. But with military families, there's a couple of additional factors that make it a little bit more, um, I don't want to say stressful, but some days and sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is. And so 
um, you know, the, just the factors of the relocation that happens. And depending upon your, your uh, branch of service, uh, some different, different branches move different amounts of time, different varieties. Um, and so you have that constant relocation that you are having to deal with. And uh, military families will tend to choose homeschooling because they don't they want to minimize the effect right. of that constant relocation in terms of the educational experience sure. for their children. But we know as homeschoolers, right, we do, we have co-ops, right? We have park days and play days and we make dear friends as moms as we are out and about. Yeah. And so although we as military homeschoolers have, have, have kind of minimized that, that, um, I guess that shift in that transition because mom is still the one who is who is the main teacher. Right. Uh, we still have the change because we have to find new co-ops if we if we desire to join a co-op again. We have right. to find new community. We have to find, you know, new park days. We have to find families that maybe have kids about the same age as our kids. And the, it just goes on and on. So the transition is the big piece for military families, the lifestyle um, so much deployment and so much time where the sponsor is away, where you have to go it alone. Um, I remember uh, not long after we started homeschooling, we started homeschooling right before 9-11, literally oh, a wow. few weeks before 9-11. We were expecting our fourth child. And uh, I don't want to go into another story because that will take us off track. But uh it, and needless to say, um, we relocated. My husband was already at Camp Pendleton as a Navy chaplain. Navy chaplains served with Marine Corps, Navy, and Coast Guard. So he had an assignment at Camp Pendleton. And so he was already there a few months ahead of us. And we were closing up and selling our home in Maryland. And uh, we were from that Army life that I mentioned in the last segment to, mm -hmm. to now we are a Navy chaplain. I guess somewhere in there people saying, well, how did you go from there to there? Right. And that's another story, too. <laughs> I got lots of stories, y'all. And so I feel like cats. How many lives they say cats there, right? right? And so, but fast forward to we ended up getting set, uh, situated and moving um, as a family. Well, actually, it's myself and our three kids, our dog, and then I'm expecting our four. And we flew a few weeks after 9-11 with a, a medical doc friend of ours on standby because I wasn't supposed to be flying. That was a trust oh, wow. God moment again. Yeah. And so we got there because I felt like we needed to get reconnected. And so it's that mm -hmm. constant where the sponsor is gone and the reconnections and coming back into life with the family and the adjustments that happen. Um, you know, it, it's it's it's. It's not for the weak and the faint, but right. we can fake people. God calls us all the time to do these kind of hard things. And so um, it's a good life. It's a solid life. We have loved military service. And, and that's not to minimize the, the hardships, because I know sure. someone may be listening who is military and saying, well, it's fine for you to say you love it. But my husband, I haven't seen him for months. And I get that. And I'm not even... That's never my heart to minimize as much as to say that we have felt blessed to be able to serve yeah. and we have loved all of the the moving because it has allowed us to see so many parts of the world and our kids to be able to experience different cultures and lifestyles yeah. and to be able to be confident um, and interact in different communities without any any lack of knowledge or comfortableness. So 
it's been a really interesting journey. And so those are some of the things that make it a little bit different. And I do say that um, I know it's hard for, for non-military communities to um, maybe embrace that military homeschooler who comes in and, you know, as a, as a what we call a civilian co-op leader, you know that that military mom is going to only be there for a certain amount of time. And if she's right. volunteering in a key position, you may feel like, oh, I really don't want to have to find someone else a few years from now, right? But that military mom is saying, I need to become part of a community. Right. Yeah. I need you to give me a chance because while we are there, we work really hard and we mm-hmm. serve well because that's what we do. And so I always challenge our civilian homeschool moms and leaders in co-ops and support groups to give us a chance and embrace us for yeah. the time that we are there. And I say bloom where we are planted, even though we move a lot. So, yeah. Yes. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Natalie. Um, How do you prepare your kids when it comes to moving from place to place? Um, I I think homeschooling is such an advantage, like you said, because everything else changes except for the schooling. And that's a big part of their life. And so they have that steadiness in their life and praise God for that. Uh But I mean, you know, some, some are going from, you know, the U S to overseas. How do you prepare your kids for that change in their life? Yes. Um, well, the younger ones pretty much follow suit to the older ones. So it's the older Mm -hmm. ones. You really kind of got it. Like, Yeah. yeah. And and we always loved to travel. So it was always kind of like, oh, where are we going next? And so the yeah. kids kind of bought into that. That's not to say that they don't often have said as adults, like, wow, we kind of wish we had been in one place a little bit longer just to have more friends that we, mm-hmm. you know. And so, but I think when I say, well, would you have liked to not be? No, 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 we're not <laughs> saying that. You know, we enjoy traveling. And so we did a couple of things, like in our preparation for our assignment over to Southern Italy and to Naples, you know, we researched Italy, you know, we made it a project. They were able to, and we, you know, we read books. I checked out lots of books from the library and all the things. And we made it exciting about what we were going to be able to see and how we were going to fly from, from where we were in uh, Virginia Beach. We were going to fly to, um, I think, out of Norfolk to Dallas. And then from Dallas, uh, we were going to fly over to Munich, Germany and have a layover and from Munich. We were oh, going to go into Naples. And so just understanding all of that was yeah. was part of that, that we helped them just kind of ex- understand what to expect and what it would look like. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's 
That's a big job because as you're preparing to leave, you're now preparing your kids for that big change at the same time. Yeah. Talk about being a chaplain's wife. What did that look for you? Look like for you? Yeah, you know, being a chaplain's wife is it just depends on the assignment. My husband has had a couple of different assignments. Um, one assignment I fondly remember, well, all of them I do because, again, I love the military life. But one I fondly remember was when we were serving at Little Creek, which is like Virginia Beach uh, area of Virginia. And uh, he was base chaplain during a period of that time. And the relationships that we formed with the members of the chapel, a lot of them were retirees and had decided to settle there in that area. And they took us in, you know, this young military couple with all these kids and we homeschooled and they would have us for dinner and, you know, just all kinds of just, and we still have remained connected to those families. And when we get a chance, we go back and visit. And so it has been interesting. Our kids, you know, in in that situation where my husband was the command chaplain, then it's almost like being a pastor in a pastor's family, right? Where, you know, people love you, but they watch you, right? And they love they they love your kids, but they watch your kids. And you know, are your kids good or bad? And that type of pressure can be there, but it's still with love. And then other assignments my husband has had was on the USS Harry S. Truman, where he was deployed on that aircraft carrier. And so that was different, and and yeah. that was a hard assignment because, of course, he's gone, and you're concerned about his safety, and you can't say but so much because of what we call OPSEC, which is like operational security, and so. Right. And they say loose lips sink ships. And so (laughs) you just kind of have to be a little bit careful about that. And so it was finding the community. I always uh, encourage military spouses Mm -hmm. to get connected into the military community because there's a lot of support the military provides. You just have to choose. And it's all voluntary. So that's good and bad, I think. But um, ultimately, you have to make that choice to get connected. So that's what I always did. I always got connected, always volunteered and served. As you're traveling and, you know, obviously you're always away from your family and friends and you, you make friends, but then you leave friends. And that's, that's mm-hmm. difficult too, but exciting oh. at the same time, because now you have friends all over the world, but how do you stay in contact with your family and friends? What's the best way to do that? I mean, they can look at your Facebook page or Instagram and, you know, maybe see what's going on if you keep up with that, but how do you stay connected, especially to your family members? Yes. Um, it's a little challenging. We tried to return home as often as we could. Um, when we were overseas, you get an opportunity to come back and, of course, see family and do whatever that you need to do. So we were able to do that. We always were calling our family. Um, interesting enough, my husband and I are both only children, so we oh, didn't wow. have sisters or brothers to call. We, I wish that we did, but we didn't. Yeah. And so, but our family, our parents, we maintained contact as much as we could. And, and mm-hmm. the kids had you know, varying relationships with the grandparents because of the distance. And so it was really interesting and a little challenging for that. But um, we returned home when we could. Even we were, I remember times in Eastern North Carolina, like, okay, we're going to, we're going to get on the road next weekend and going up to Maryland and see, see, you know, Grammy and grandma and grandpa and granddaddy and everybody. So yeah, yeah, we did it as much as we could. And so that was the, the, probably in a social media as in, you know, but our parents really weren't on social media. So I guess that really shouldn't have helped. We just did a lot of phone calling, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and nowadays, of course, we have FaceTime and, you know, Zoom and all sorts of other ways that you can actually see the person Yes. instead of just talking to them on the phone. And so, you know, I I know that's fun that we, um, we've talked before um, about 
how grandparents can be involved in their grandkids' lives, you know, even reading a book to them, you know, and you can do that over Zoom or over FaceTime or something like that. You know, they can yes. just go pick up a couple books at the library if they want, maybe once a week, exactly. they can read a book to them or, you know, play a game with them over the exactly. phone. I mean, there's lots of ways to stay There's so many connected. ways now. Exactly. Yeah. Talk really quickly. We have a couple minutes left. Talk okay. about your, um, the sibling relationships, your kids and how they reacted to one another. Are they tight with each other because of the lifestyle that you had? And how do you build that bond between your kids when they're constantly moving and having to make new friends, but they always have each other? Yes. You know, I, I, I don't know how in, in terms of other military families, how it goes, but our family is pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. The kids are very close. Our youngest is probably has the greatest uh, like age difference between our youngest who's 15 and the next one who's going to be 21 on the 25th. And so oh, wow. he's kind of said like, oh, how come you had me later? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, God, <laughs> when the Lord okay, brought you. <laughs> right? Okay. So, but he has benefits to, to being the only basically at home now. And so, yeah. but they're really close and they maintain contact and call and like our youngest daughter played soccer for Liberty. Um, and so we would go to her games when we could. And so mm-hmm. uh, we just did whatever we could to keep that bond tight. And it was just something that we focused on and we were very intentional about. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, and they have so many memories together. Exactly. You know, that, that most kids, you know, outside of the military, the civilian kids. Yes. Obviously, civilian kids have memories together, right. but your kids, military kids have a different kind of bond and a different kind of they do. Uh, you know, can, relationship because they have different kinds of memories. Yes. Uh, yes. Know, we can talk about, together. oh, you remember we were at the Leaning Tower piece and we did like this and took the yeah. picture. And you remember when we did this and when daddy came back from deployment and, you know, Noah, the youngest at the time, didn't recognize who he was. And when my mm. husband picked him up, he went, oh. <gasps> like that because you know he'd been gone and he was just like a year and a half so it's just a lot but they remember those kinds of things and it's anchored where were we where were we when this happened yeah where were we when this and oh I was born in California you were born in Virginia you know different things like that all part of military life and so it's it's really a unique it's a just a unique lifestyle it really is yeah that's so cool what is one last piece of advice that you would want to leave with military families or with those who are not military, but maybe they travel a lot and they have a similar lifestyle? Wow. I think you have to believe in why you are doing it. I think you have to really commit yourself with your whole being to the reason that you are serving. Um, I know that a lot of my younger fellow military spouses um, may think, oh, well, that's my husband's job. And I'm not involved. And I really honestly have always embraced that we serve as a family yeah. because it made it a little easier to uh, to deal with some of the challenges that really do happen in military life with the numbers of deployments and just the tragedies and just the yeah. hardships that happen. Um, it's not easy. And so I think that's what I would say is just believe in it with everything you have, because that yeah. will help you through the hard times. Yeah, do it together. Serve the mm-hmm. Lord as a family, even through the exactly, military. Exactly, exactly. True. That's great. Yep. All right. Well, thank you again for being with us. Tomorrow, we are going to talk about Natalie's new book, 101 Tips for Homeschoolers. And she's going to give us her top 
10 tips or 11 or, or 10 11, the bonus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you're going to be encouraged by that conversation as well. Um, we'll put links in the show notes to where you can find out more about Natalie. Thank you for being with us today. If you've not yet seen the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, go to the website schoolhouserocked.com. You can download it. You can get the DVD, watch it with your friends, be encouraged by it, schoolhouserocked.com. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.